No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Ammonites come against a city in Israel, and Saul gathers an army to defeat them. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. It isn't easy to find good leaders. Often they are either weak in protecting and providing for their people, or else they are tyrannical and careless over the rights and needs of others. Good leaders demonstrate a balance of strength, wisdom, and compassion. Saul was proclaimed the first king of Israel, but what kind of king would he be? Often it is only adversity that reveals true character. We continue in 1 Samuel chapter 11. Then Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Make a covenant with us, and we will serve you. And Nahash the Ammonite answered them, On this condition I will make a covenant with you, that I may put out all your right eyes and bring reproach on all Israel. Nahash means snake. And that's exactly how this man acted. The Ammonites were relatives of Israel. They were descendants of Abraham's nephew Lot. But they weren't acting like family. It wasn't enough to make the people of Jabesh slaves. Nahash wanted to poke out their right eyes to bring reproach on all Israel. Archers and swordsmen would be handicapped in battle and everyone would be humiliated. Now you may recall during the time of the judges there was a civil war and the entire nation came out against the tribe of Benjamin. Jabesh Gilead was the only city that didn't heed the call to arms. They failed to help their countrymen. Now they were coming under attack. These words are displayed at the United States Holocaust Museum. First they came for the socialists, but I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out, because I was not a Jew. When everyone is taken away, then there is no one left to come to our defense. It's a reminder that we must all love our neighbors as ourselves, regardless of their race, religion, political party, or employment. A house divided cannot stand. Our strength as a nation is in unity. We don't have to agree on everything to help our neighbor who is in need. We must have a good neighbor policy because the day will surely come when we will need our neighbor's help. Verse 3, Then the elders of Jabesh said to him, Hold off for seven days that we may send messengers to all the territory of Israel. And then if there is no one to save us, we will come out to you. The elders of Jabesh Gilead hoped that somebody out there would answer their desperate cry for help. So the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and told the news and the hearing of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. 
Now there was Saul coming behind the herd from the field, and Saul said, What troubles the people that they weep? And they told him the words of the men of Jabesh. Then the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard this news, and his anger was greatly aroused. So he took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hands of messengers, saying, Whoever does not go out with Saul and Samuel to battle, so it shall be done to his oxen. And the fear of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out with one consent. When he numbered them in Bezek, the children of Israel were 300,000, and the men of Judah, 30,000. When the people of Gibeah received the request for help from Jabesh-Gilead, they could have hardened their hearts. They could have said, when we were in need, you didn't help us. Now you expect us to help you. But they didn't do that. Instead, they responded with compassion. Romans 12.15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Why are we told to do that? Because this is a characteristic of Jesus Christ, who was moved with compassion for sinners like us. When Saul heard the news of what Nahash threatened to do to Jabesh-Gilead, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he was filled with righteous indignation. Anger, when harnessed to a just cause, can be a strong motivator to action. Saul was motivated, but how could he elicit the help of the nation? He took two oxen, cut them into pieces, and sent them throughout Israel with the message, the same thing will happen to your oxen if you don't show up to go to war with Saul and Samuel. Now, he was wise in associating his name with Samuel's, for everybody knew of Samuel, but not everyone knew of Saul or respected him yet as king. Saul acted wisely because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he is the Spirit of wisdom and counsel. Overnight, Saul would be transformed from a farmer to a warrior. His job would change from plowing a field to commanding an army of 330,000. Never underestimate what the Holy Spirit can do through one yielded vessel. And that's why we say that God isn't looking for your ability. He's looking for your availability. Are we available to God to do his work? When the people saw the cut up ox pieces and heard the decree from King Saul, the fear of the Lord came upon them and they came out with one heart. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but it can also be a catalyst for action. And they said to the messengers who came, Thus you shall say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, Tomorrow by the time the sun is hot, you shall have help. Then the messengers came and reported it to the men of Jabesh, and they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will come out to you, and you may do with us whatever seems good to you. A word of encouragement from a friend goes a long way in lifting up a downcast heart. Just knowing there are people on our side who will lift up our weary hands can turn our sadness into gladness and make all the difference. That's the power of the body of Christ. I believe the church does best when we compassionately respond to one another's needs with 
practical help. It builds our unity and our love. And it's a beautiful testimony to the world of the reality and the power of Christ. The men of Jabesh told Nahash that they would surrender to him the next day. This led him to believe that no one responded to their cry for help so that he wasn't expecting an attack. So it was on the next day that Saul put the people in three companies and they came into the midst of the camp in the morning watch and killed Ammonites until the heat of the day. And it happened that those who survived were scattered so that no two of them were left together. Saul divided his troops into three companies and attacked about daybreak, continuing until the afternoon and completely scattering the Ammonites. The Lord gave them a great victory. Then the people said to Samuel, Who is he who said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring them in that we may put them to death. But Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day, for today the Lord has accomplished salvation in Israel. Saul had been anointed to be king by Samuel. Then the Lord chose him by lot before all Israel. But it wasn't until Saul responded in love to help the people and go to war to protect them that everyone acknowledged him as king. In the end, it isn't a person's title or authority, but their love for others that earns people's respect. Strength is an admirable characteristic, but strength without love will not command loyalty. Calling Anointing, strength, and love are qualities most needed and most admired in leaders. They command the respect and loyalty of the ones we lead. Earlier, there had been dissidents who didn't want salt to reign over them. Now there were certain people who wanted to put these former rebels to death, but Saul wouldn't allow it. He bore no grudge against those who initially didn't support him. Saul began in humility and meekness. He was content to let the Lord be his defense. He gave glory to God for accomplishing salvation in Israel. He started out well, but it's tragic when people who begin humbly can allow success to go to their heads. They become infected with the disease of conceit, and it leads to their demise. Proverbs 16:18 says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. If only Saul would have continued the way he began. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal and renew the kingdom there. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they made sacrifices of peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. Samuel decided to make the most of the opportunity to renew the kingdom, or in other words, to publicly declare Saul as king. You could say that this was his coronation. They made sacrifices of peace offerings and rejoiced before the Lord. It was a time of great celebration. We all tend to shy away from adversity, but what would a movie plot be without conflict? And what good would our faith be if it were never tested? God has called each of us to be warriors in a spiritual battle. He has called us to be strong and courageous and to stand in the evil day. Adversity 
conflict and battles will come. Our character is proven as we face these things in the power of the Lord. As a pastor over the years, I have faced many difficulties, conflicts, adversities. I can't say I liked going through them and I can't say I'd necessarily want to repeat them. But I'll tell you that it's because I did go through them and it caused me to lean on the Lord and pray a lot harder that character was formed in me that would have not been formed any other way. I recognize the value in conflict. Conflict builds character. Therefore, we shouldn't run from it or procrastinate in dealing with it. We can embrace conflict by faith because he who is in us is greater than any adversary we face. We must never underestimate the power of God available for those who are surrendered to do his will. God will use us to do great things if we are available to him and if we trust in him with all of our heart. And he will build our character in the process. There is a lack of good leaders today. We need men and women who won't be afraid to respond to the occasion at hand and be filled with and empowered by the Holy Spirit. May God help us be strong, wise, and compassionate leaders for such a time as this. May we start well, run well, and finish well. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we will see where Samuel confronts the people with the evil they've done in asking for a king. The people fear the Lord and ask Samuel to pray for them. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.